Well, good morning, One Church family. And to all of you online, we're so glad that you're here today. I hope you had your coffee this morning. I don't know if you guys have any coffee addicts in your house, but I, I live with one. Uh, my oldest daughter works at the Sonoya Coffee Company, so uh, I learned real quick, you don't come home with those whole beans or with the grinded beans. You better come home with whole grains. I, I, I did that one time. One time, that was it. And uh, espresso, y'all, it's not espresso, it's espresso. Espresso is a, is a trigger word in my family or maybe just a button that we push sometimes to amuse the rest of us, but we'll, we'll see. Um, anyway, my name is Kelly Pace, and um, I don't know if you guys know this, but it is Big Family Sunday. Um, you know, the Wallers, John said that he had 10 kids. I have seven with me and my husband, so just in case none of you showed up, we had a whole congregation here already. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, don't worry about the noise. Um, I know we've got a lot of kids in the congregation. My superpower is being able to block out any noise. I, I practice it all the time at my own house. So, so we're good on that. And kids, little people, all my little people are in here. I have a great game for you guys to play while I'm up here. I want you guys to listen for me to say the word glory. So every time that I say the word glory, mark it down on a paper you have or count on your fingers or your toes or whatever, and then come up to me after service and let me know. That way you guys are engaged. And if you're online, you can put it in the comments. Um, so I just, I just want to start, and let's just pray and just, um, just prepare our hearts um, for the Lord. Um, Father God, I just thank you so much for today. Lord, uh, I need you, and we all need you. And I just surrender right now, Lord, if there's anything in me that's not of you, Lord, I just pray forgiveness and that you would just make that go away, Lord. Lord, I pray that in my weakness you would be made strong. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would blow through this place today like never before. Lord, I just pray for changed hearts, changed minds. Open our ears and our eyes and our hearts to hear your word today. And we just pray these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to be here today. And to be honest, um, I feel like God made a really great puzzle piece. John called it the symphony, mine's the puzzle piece, okay? I like it when God puts the puzzle pieces today. So today, I'm going to be my part of the symphony. I'm going to use crazy faith. I have my family here, and uh, it's because but God. So we'll just, we've covered that. God already prepared that beforehand. And, and so anyway, I really wrestled about coming and doing this today um, I, I have, I've done a Bible study in my home to women for, for years, um, and we go through the Bible chapter by chapter and book by book, and that's great. I've done some Facebook Live, but kind of being up here was a bit of a stretch, and I, I kind of feel a little set up um, because it's my first time up here, and I'm in my pajamas. And I know that Blake told us that he wouldn't be here, but he forgot to tell me the part about the pajamas and on stage and online and it's a whole thing. But anyway, so, um, but I'm up here because of crazy faith and because of my wonderful husband, Jimmy, who encouraged me. He's like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. And uh, we can all give a round of applause because it is the last Sunday of 2020. I know you've all been waiting for that. 
it's okay. We, we, we are out of here. We are moving on. We are finally moving on. And so every time about this year, um, my husband and I, we really put our hearts before the Lord and we really seek him um, just to see what he has for us. A lot of times it's a theme or whatever. I remember one year um, the Lord gave us the specific word of dream. And it was so cool because I just love how awesome God is and how he, he just moves everything together. And so he gave us the word dream. And I had a friend who had no idea. And she painted me this beautiful picture. And it said dream on it. And then after that, she brought it to me. And that year happened to be the year that we ended up building our dream house, a, a house that we had dreamed for 15 years. And only God could have created that. And he is so faithful every year to give us a word. And I think in 2020, um, every pastor in America, maybe across the world, gave the 2020 vision sermon. I mean, we all saw it, and, and many people might say, hey, that was a little backwards. I'm not sure how that is, but honestly, I, I think they nailed it, and I think just like John said earlier, like, we just went through 2020, which was a season that, that we really had to learn how to focus on what was right. We had to, to learn to focus on Jesus because if not, we would sink. We were like Peter stepping out on the water and when he took his eyes off Jesus, we would sink. But when our eyes were on Jesus, we could walk on water. And, and so I know that we, uh, we learned to, to, to really appreciate the little things in life. We all learned how to focus on the things that are really important. And, um, and, and anyway, but, but God... He's so awesome. I had no idea that Blake, what Blake would talk about on uh, Christmas Eve, but, but I feel what the Lord gave me for today just slides right into there. So um, while I was out shopping uh, before Christmas, I found this shirt. I don't know if you guys can read my shirt. It says, wake me up in 2021. And I know that we probably, a lot of us felt that way in 2020, like, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of fitting the last Sunday that we're in our pajamas because that's pretty much how we spent most of 2020. And, um, but, but the Lord gave me this shirt, and, and John even kind of touched on it. That's why I think it's, it's just so cool. But um, a lot of us have been asleep, realistically, in our faith. We've been asleep, and um, the word that the Lord has is that it's time to wake up. So I, I want us to focus um, on this verse. This is the verse that the Lord really gave me. So if you can turn in your Bible or on your phone or whatever, or they'll have it up on the screen. Um, Isaiah 60, 60, 1 through 2, and I'm going to read that to you. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples but the lord will arise upon you and his glory will be seen upon you wait that's powerful y'all that that is uh hebrew says that the word of god is active and it's living and it's always examining us it, it, it can it can split soul and spirit and uh it this verse, if this doesn't touch on 2020 and the new season of 2021 that we're going into, I, I don't know what does. But uh, this verse is, uh, is in the Old Testament, and it can be taken uh, one of two ways. It's a very prophetic 
verse. It's prophetic in nature. When Isaiah wrote it, he was writing it way before Jesus, but he was talking about the coming of Jesus and then how the earth would, would respond to that and how that would be. Um, but we also, with those prophetic verses, we can also, um, we can use a personal, a personal, how does it apply to our life today? It's a personal application. And so normally when talking about scripture, I would say that there's three ways that you really should examine scripture that I always go to. Context, what's before it, what's at it, what's in it, the culture, what are they doing at the time, what's that about? And then also um, the third thing is to cross-reference. So where are other places in the Bible it talks about? So I would say that normally, but today we're kind of going to look at that personal application. So, so what is God's word for us for 2021? I, I believe it's Wake up, arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is upon you. So so why should we arise and shine? I think, number one, it's because he already won, y'all. He already won. We should be living from a place of victory. I I don't know how many of you guys have a passion for a particular sports team, Um, you got to watch them every week. You know, I know football season for 2020 has been a little bit different. All of us have been watching at home. But I just want you to think about the perspective of um, when, when you can't be at home to watch that game and you've recorded it, but you've already, you already know that your team won. It, it's a much different experience watching that game, wouldn't you say? I mean, when you, when you are watching the game and you don't know the outcome and you don't know who wins and you're watching that game, and your team falls behind, I mean, the blood pressure rises, the, the whole season has, has possibly gone to pot, I mean, how are we going to make it, what, maybe we need a new coach, it's a much different experience than if you already know who won the game. When you already know one, who won the game, it's a lot different, because then it's like, oh, I know they're bad, but, but my team's coming back, I know how this is going to end, and and the good news is, y'all, that Jesus already came. He already conquered. He's rescued us from sin, the grave, from Satan. He's rescued us from the wrath of God. We're, if you're in Christ, you're on the winning team. You know how this is going to end. So you can go into 2021 knowing how this story ends. And I, I, I know that that. Blake talked about fear on Christmas Eve, and he talked about being afraid of the basement in his grandfather's house. And um, I, I can totally relate. Um, confession time, as a, as a grown married woman, I, I was so captivated by fear, particularly fear of the dark, that I would wake my husband up in the middle of the night and ask him to take me to the bathroom. And uh, can you imagine, can you imagine being a grown woman waking your husband up in the middle of the night? But I can say that, that God delivered me from that fear. And now, and now I can say that I can go to the bathroom on my own (laughs) at night. You know, you see, you see fear, he's a liar. And for God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind, and that's how we're supposed to walk. His presence makes a difference. Y'all, perfect love casts out fear. If you're living in fear, I, I have good news for you today. If he, can, if he can deliver me from fear, then he can do it for you too. 
we don't have to be afraid of what's coming in 2021. We don't even have to be afraid of what's in 2020, what's left. We don't have to be afraid of, of who's going to be in charge of the government or, or if a, a virus or, or anything. We're not made to live in fear. We're made to live from the standpoint of victory. God can change that fear. You are not stuck. So number two, why we should walk, uh, arise and shine, is because we carry his glory, y'all. Church, I don't think we understand that. I don't think we've really come to grips with that. That, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in every believer. How, how many believers do we have in this church? That's a lot of power. That's a lot of glory walking around. And so that same power prepares us. We are already prepared. You have everything that you need, everything you need to do what he's called you to do. You've been forgiven, reconciled, rescued. You're known by God. You're chosen. You're justified. You're accepted. You're saved. You're free. You're alive. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You're secure. You're adopted. You're a child of the promise. You are a royal priesthood. You are heir to the promise. You're his child. You're his beloved. That's who we are in Christ, y'all. We are image bearers of the greatest source of light that ever existed. We carry the hope of glory, and that changes the atmosphere. It's time to wake up, arise, and shine, for the glory of the Lord is upon you. The number three reason that I think that we need to do that is because the, the world is full of darkness. People are in darkness, y'all, especially right now. There's a lot of darkness on the earth. I mean, we live in an age where good is called evil and evil is called good, and it's all confused and chaos, and the enemy's running wild. And uh, this message is prophetic. This message of Isaiah 61 and 2 says that darkness will cover the earth and the people will be thick in darkness. But it's okay. Morally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, there's not a place that hasn't been touched. The world is full of hopelessness, and that's the greatest darkness that could exist. The world is getting harder. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have read this story, but I don't know if it gets much better for the world. For thousands of years, since the disciples, they've been saying that these are the end times, these are the end times, these are end times. And, and I, don't, I don't know when Jesus is actually coming back. I, I, don't, I know that the word says that no one knows the day of hour. But, but what I do know is that I know that we're closer now today than we've ever been. And um, the, the earth is full of darkness. And the world needs a solution. And that solution is Jesus. And this verse says that in response to that, that we're to wake up, we're to arise and shine because the glory of the Lord is upon us. Um, my, my husband had a vision 
from the Lord a few years back, and um, I just think it was incredible. Um, he said that in his vision, he flew around the world with Jesus, and he saw so many different people groups, and um, he saw uh, just just people everywhere. And and when he and he said, Kelly, the world is so big, and he and he asked the Lord. He said, Lord, what what was that about? What what were you trying to show me? And and the Lord said to him, It's about their souls. The devil wants their souls, and I want their souls. And and the way that we win their souls is not by convincing them that they're wrong and we're right, but with my love. Well, that's how we win the souls, is with his love. It's time to get up. It's just time. 2021 is time for the church to get up. Also, one of the reasons that we need to rise and shine, y'all, is because the harvest is full and the harvest is ready. Now is the time, y'all, because God is looking for those who will say, I'll do it. Send me. The, 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 the heat has been turned up on the world in 2021, setting the stage for 2021. And when we say, I will, God shows up in a mighty way. I, I love listening to Charles Stanley. He's one of my favorite guys to listen to on the radio. It comes on at night, and a lot of times we play it in our kids' rooms at night. And I, and I love playing it because uh, he's just so solid. But one of the things that he always says is that our job is just to trust and obey, and God's job is for the results. And, and, and that's, that's what we're going for. I mean, God is just asking us as a church to wake up, to trust him and obey, and he's going to handle the rest. Um, in, in Matthew 9, 35 through 38, it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he saw, said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. Y'all, it's, it is time to cultivate and activate those seeds that God has already planted. Maybe for you, it's in your home. John 13, 35 says, But this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I tell my kids all the time, this is, this is a very common thing in our home. I tell my kids all the time, the way that people see you love one another is the way that you reflect Jesus to the world. I mean, it says right here that if you love one another, then that's how they're going to know. And, and so in our home, we're always trying to cultivate kindness and love and forgiveness with each other. Our, our homes need to be full of love and forgiveness because that's what reflects our Father. He is the God of love. He is love, and he is a God of forgiveness. And, and we have to reflect that in our homes. Uh, as a mother, that's my greatest calling. And, and I just want to say to you mothers out here, that, that's your greatest ho- your calling. Th- those little people in your home, 
they're your first disciples. And, and, and what they can do when we send them out in the world can make huge impact. You've heard that quote, what is it, that, that the one that rocks the cradle rules the world? It's pretty true. It's pretty true. So, so maybe for you, though, maybe it's in this household of faith that you live in. And, and Galatians 6, 10 says, So then, as we have opportunity... Let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are in the household of faith. Y'all, it says especially, and I think that we forget that sometimes. We forget that especially the people of the household of faith. We do a lot of outreach, and I think that is wonderful. I think it's great. We do that in this church, and we all get focused on it, and it looks, you know, everybody in the world thinks that's really good. But I think sometimes we forget the people that are right here around us. And God right here in Galatians says that we need to love each other well. And that's one thing I love about this church is that, you know, we we have, I think it's the one-to-one initiative where we're able to give to the people in our own, in our own household of faith. So, so what would that, what would that look like? Maybe that looks like you inviting someone to, to lunch after church. We, we have to spend time with each other to know each other's needs. Maybe, maybe it's, it's that you need to just speak truth over somebody else. You've got to be around them to do that. And I think we forget that. Like, we live in a world that is so chaotic and crazy and, and, the, and the lies that come in, the amount of information that comes on our phones before we even get up in the morning, I think they say it's like we have processed probably 100 times more information in 15 minutes in the morning on our phone than, than generations before us did in, in months or years. It's true. We have to be grounded in the truth. We have to, as a body of believers, we have to be speaking truth in each other's life because we've got to hear it somewhere. I, I, we need each other. So, so maybe for you, it's in your sphere of, of influence in your neighborhood. Um, they have a picture up here. It, it can look different in different ways, but if they, they can put the picture up here. Um, my family and I were going around um, Atlanta one time, and we were just walking through the streets of Atlanta, and uh, the Lord told me to go give this homeless lady a hug. And I thought that was, that was kind of strange, but if you can see her face, I mean, it, it is lit up. And, and I'll tell you the backstory on that. As we were walking down the street, I walked up to the lady, and she immediately had this, she just, her demeanor, her whole countenance was just defeated and hopeless, and she looked at me, and she goes, are you going to tell me about Jesus? And I just looked at her and smiled. I said, no, ma'am, I just want to give you a hug, and and that's all it was, and we walked off after that, and I thought, man, Lord, that's really strange. I'm not really understanding that. If you could give me some insight on what that is, like a couple weeks later, we went to a church that we visited, and they happened to have a guest speaker, and that guest speaker that week, um, he did a homeless ministry because he was once homeless. Because, you know, sometimes our hardest moments is where God uses us the most. But he told this beautiful story. And in his story, he told of being homeless and how he went uh, to this homeless shelter. And this woman just came up and gave him a hug. And it changed his life. Because he'd been homeless for like five years. 
and he hadn't been touched in five years. Uh, you never know the impact of what the Lord's asking you to do. Maybe it's a smile. So the world is hurting, and, and, and we all have these people we see on a regular basis, and we just need to smile at them, hug, or reach out, or just ask them how they're doing. This should be a call to action for us all, to wake up, to not slumber, to pray, to seek the Lord earnestly at all times. He wants to partner with you in 2021. He wants you to wake up and partner with him. Maybe you've known Jesus for a long time, but you've been asleep spiritually. Maybe you've become lukewarm. It's time to get hot, baby. Y'all, the word says it's time to get hot. The word says you're either hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. It's time for us to get hot, church. But you got to be awake for that. Maybe for you, you're here today and you haven't come to know Christ. Or maybe you're watching online and you haven't come to know Christ. T today is the day that you can make the most important decision of your life. Today is the day that could change your life for eternity. That you could pass from that darkness into light. From this world of darkness into the light of Jesus. So what I want to say to you, church, today, what we're supposed to do in 2021, what this shirt, like this shirt says, wake me up in 2021, I guess it's a little bit of perspective, right? I could be like, wake me up in 2021. But I don't think that's what the Lord means. Just like I don't think that's what he meant when he told us 2020 vision. We thought it meant one thing, and he meant a completely different thing. But I think what he's saying to us is, wake up, church. I need you to go to work. Get your coffee, get your happy face on, and get out there and love people. Why? Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Lord, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you that your glory has come, that your light has come into this world, that we just celebrated in Christmas, that your light has come. Father, I thank you that every believer has the resurrection power of Jesus living inside of them. Lord, that you want to activate that and move that and move that in a mighty way. I just pray for this church body, Lord, that we would love our families well, that we would love our community well, that we would love each other well. Lord, I just pray that you'd give us the keys of the hearts of the people around us. I pray, Father, that in this new 2021 season, Father, that you would start to speak to us in a new way, that there would be a fresh fire on us, a fresh awakening, that you would move revival through this church and out these doors, start in our families, in our homes, Lord. I pray for the fathers here, Lord, that you would just raise them up to be the leaders that you have created them to be. Lord, you've created us for every good work that you've prepared us for. Lord, I just pray that you would send men in their life to speak that truth over them. For the women here, Lord, I pray that if there's any weariness, Father, that you would help us to rise up on wings like, wings like eagles, to soar and not grow weary. Lord, I just pray that you would be glorified. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about you. And we just pray all the glory and honor to you.
In Jesus' name we pray, amen.